Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you have found the ultimate podcast for your pro wrestling needs. You've tuned into the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast with your weekly dose of what's happening in the world of professional wrestling. We bring you the latest in WWE, AEW, and much more. Now, here are your hosts of the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast, Rob T and KFA Chris. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hola, senor. That's right. Another week. We are Another back. week. I haven't seen you in a minute. <laughs> it's been forever. It has. <laughs> I, I've been, there's this separation anxiety I've had from you. <laughs> That's hilarious. What's up, everyone? We are back. This is Rob T. And this is Kayfabe Chris. And we are here with the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast, bringing you the latest and greatest in pro wrestling in our world today. And... I'm going to go out on a limb and just say it. We are the hottest, newest pro wrestling podcast, in my opinion. I think uh, we're gaining some momentum, which is really cool. We are muy caliente. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and man, the best part of it all is we are having such a blast doing this. We are having an amazing time. Yeah. So uh, we got a great show lined up for you today. We originally were going to have a, a guest today, but unfortunately they had to reschedule. But that's okay. We're still going to promote uh the event that they're having uh, later on in the show we're going to promote it and let you know all the details so that you can attend this show if at all possible okay so uh so it's just gonna be me and chris today which is how we like it right just us two doing our thing and uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> came, off, the, came off a little bit <laughs> get there. your mind out of the gutter sir <laughs> <laughs> i do like some balloon time <laughs> but uh man we got some uh cool stuff to talk about so we were talking and we decided what we're going to start off talking about is about our trip that we took this past weekend. First of all, I want to let you guys know that uh, we're going to go ahead and go on with our plan. We had planned to release this episode early. Um, normally, we record on Thursday nights, but it's actually Tuesday today. And Tuesday. So, that's right. Oh, it's, and it's and it's two twenty two twenty two. That's right. Wow, that's crazy. Tuesday. And Rob is in a tutu. <laughs> you like it? Yeah, I do. <laughs> And that's all Rob is in is the tutu. <laughs> He's like, yeah, don't put those pictures up now. <laughs> Other private <laughs> for my but, own uh, alone time. <laughs> but what we're going to talk about today, we're going to start things off with talking about our trip this past Saturday to Uvalde, Texas, where we got to see some awesome pro wrestling action with Atlas Wrestling Promotion. And uh, it was one hell of a show. It was a great show. Front row, brother. We were front, front row. row. We was, were probably, what would you say, maybe like five feet from the ring, six yeah. feet from the ring? Yeah. Yeah. All I know is during a couple of matches, someone got knocked out of the ring. They were right there at my feet. Yeah. It was it was crazy, man. I mean, to me, that's like the best way to experience pro wrestling. And there were no guardrails. No. It none was, at all. right there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and the thing I loved about it is like um, some people may be turned off about the idea of, of in the independence right because their stars are not there like you know the roman reigns right. and all the other guys in wwe and AEW. but going to a show and seeing these guys even if you don't know who they are man especially if you got a promotion like awp yeah they were awesome in that ring there was like at least i mean don't get me wrong all the matches were great but there were two that stood out for me that were just like 
top of the list. Like you could have seen those matches on AEW, bro. Oh yeah, up. definitely. If you are not a wrestling fan and you didn't know any of the names of the superstars or wrestlers out there, and you just went to the show, you would assume that it was you know one of those elite television shows for sure. Like if the the wrestling, the storytelling in the ring, everything was just. It was like being, like you said, an right. AEW or... Dude, the crowd interaction. Oh, yeah. The crowd was hot, bro. It was. They were into it. There was... Some were a little hotter than others, yeah, but... Yeah, some were. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, the, the crowd definitely was it. You could tell that the fan base that, you know, AWP has is legit. And loyal. And loyal. Definitely. Um, we'll, we'll talk about this guy here in a little bit, but they had, they had their hometown hero, yep. right, who was there. And they were chanting his name during that whole match. Yeah. You know, so uh, great show. Bottom line, I got to tell you guys, if you can make it out to an AWP show, you've got to do it. Uh, for us, we, we were we were basically traveling from Seguin. Well, we technically San Antonio because we met up with the, the rest of our crew in San Antonio yeah. and caravaned over there. Uh, shout out to Miggy because he's the one that, surpri- that supplied the transportation. Uh, yep. We rode up there in style and the, mu- and the music and the music. We rode up there in style, bro. That was that was a nice van. I didn't want to say though; it was a little chilly in the back on the way over there. <laughs> when we got to the restaurant, we had to defrost. <laughs> he likes it cold, I guess. I, I, ge- I guess. <laughs> I guess. But uh, but yeah, he he uh, drove us over there and drove us back. And for us, it was about what was it, two and a half hours? Yeah, about two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. So it, it it was a nice drive. It wasn't bad, no. but I promise you, it was worth it. Ten bucks a ticket. Yeah. And to me. That was more than enough. More, more than our, more than my money's worth. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it was an amazing show. So let's. Uh, that's what we want to talk about is the show. So let's get into the. Let's get into okay. it. Uh, the you said you wrote down all the matches on the card, yes, right? Yes, I did. As always, God, I try I to be prepared. God, I love you, Chris. Man, <laughs> I know you're the, I know. you're the man. You're the man. All right, so we the first match. What did we have? Hold on, I was looking at that picture of you and the tutu. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, first match was an opening tag match. It was Culture Shock. Oh, that's right. Uh, versus the Born Haters. Um, Culture Shock being uh, members of uh, Ollie Summers mm-hmm. and the CJC. Uh-huh. Daniel Ryan was there also part of the faction, but yeah. he was on the ringside. He wasn't wrestling, though. Right. And then the Born Haters, we had Matt the Wrestler. Mm-hmm. Amazing name. Yes. Mel 5KKKKK. <laughs> uh, they were in the match. And then El Toxico Don Rodrigo yeah. was on the outside of the ring also. Now, before we start the match, go ahead. Don Rodrigo, hilarious. <laughs> I love that dude, man. That dude was just, I mean, he was spot on. Yes. You know, every time he was out there, it was amazing. He was charismatic. Yes. He was funny. He was entertaining. Um, I, I, I love his accent. And it just, he, oh, dude, he just, he does it so well. He talks so well. Uh, I mean, he was hilarious, dude. There was just so many funny things he was saying yes. <laughs> about, about Culture Shock or Culture Club or whatever they're called. What did he say? Uh, their, their little uh, hand signal they do? The scissors. They he need goes, to go what scissor what themselves. Why don't you go back to the back and scissor each other? He goes, He goes. not the good kind, the bad kind where you all stab each other with scissors. <laughs> hilarious. Oh, it was so funny. Yeah, and Culture Shock was there. They're the faction that's uh, headed up by my good friend. Danny Orion. Yo, buddy. He's my buddy. Um, yeah. So Danny Orion was there. And let's let's be real, man. For uh, off to the when they came out from the back to when they introduced them, they got in my face like right away. They did. 
<laughs> I, w- I was literally right behind you, and yeah. he was like, saw you, and he like beeline towards you. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, we're gonna start this this early. I yeah. thought we were gonna do this later. And that was right. the beginning, like, cause he was out a couple more times. Yeah. throughout the evening. Yeah. So, so, uh, but it was a great, great match. Yes, very entertaining. I gotta say this culture, <laughs> culture shock entertained the hell out of me. They yeah. really did. They were they got a little bit of a kind of like the young bucks little stuff that they do you know and everything so it was very entertaining very funny but but i gotta say the guys can go they can they can definitely go uh ollie summers dude that dude's amazing yeah yeah he's really really good um it was a great tag match uh you know didn't end the way i wanted it to end but that's okay basically Uh, culture shock took the win culture shock took the win Uh, Um, you know they worked a little bit on uh mel's uh knee yeah they did. You know, throughout the match. They and did. he kind of had to leave the... <laughs> El Toxico had to carry him out. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that was... that was that was later on the match. Oh, that was later. My that bad. That was later on. Are you sure? Yeah, because it was Matt the wrestler who carried Rodrigo out when he lost. Oh, yeah. okay. So we'll talk about that match. Okay, we'll okay, to, okay. Yeah. I, was, I, I could have swore they carried the other guy with the knee. But anyway, yeah. um, yes, it was a very entertaining match. Very great match the whole way around. A lot of crowd interaction. Um, they got one fan up there that's very vocal, and he's makes his presence known. Yeah, it, it, it increasingly got um, more interesting as the night went interesting on. Interesting and entertaining. Yes, interesting and entertaining as the night went on. So that that was uh, not only did you get entertainment in the ring, you got entertainment outside yes, the ring as yes well. Yes, you did. So. Yes, you did. Um, yes, great show. Uh, the other thing I want to mention about about that particular match is the microphone work at the beginning. Both guys, uh, or both teams i should say they had a few things to say on the mic yeah now of course we mentioned the toxico and the stuff yeah. he said was hilarious yes um but let's give credit to culture shock too they they as well came out and antagonized the crowd a little bit and you know definitely great heels yeah um and uh yeah definitely got the crowd worked up i loved it it was it was awesome definitely got me excited about the match and see to me chris that's that's what a great promotion does yeah. You know, because the only one I really knew from that match was Danny Orion, just because of the interactions that I've right. had with him in the past. Right. I didn't know the other guys, but by the time the match started, I was all in. Yeah, I was completely all in. Just no because, pun intended, AW. Yeah, just because of of the mic work and stuff that they were doing before. Yeah, you know, and during the match, told a great story. Great. Uh, it, it was just good old fashioned professional wrestling, the way that it should be, with a little bit of the news sprinkled in because of some of the moves and everything that they did. It was right. it was awesome. It was yeah. great. Um, so yeah, so that was the first match, and as we said, Culture Shock did take the win on that one. So uh, what was the second match? Second match was uh, the debut of the Black Belt Jesse James. Oh yes, versus uh, Drew Dread. <laughs> El Karate Kid. <laughs> the Ninja Turtle. Yeah, the Ninja the Turtle. turtle. <laughs> With that guy, yo, shut up, Donatello. <laughs> that was hilarious. So the match itself was, I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of great, uh, you know, I guess back and forth right. with the match. Um, Dread was technically the heel, right, right. In, in, in the match. I was liking him a lot more though, and and I told you this that night. I think I think uh, what was his name again? Jesse, Jesse James, James, right? I think Jesse James was. He just tried a little too hard. Don't get me wrong; the guy can go. Yeah, he can go, but he, it just seemed like he was he was just trying a little too hard to get the crowd to really buy into him. I guess is, yeah. is really the the thing. And I can see that. Whereas whereas uh, Drew Dread, man, he didn't. 
really try at all. It was just yeah. his demeanor, his coolness, yeah. the way he was in the ring, his callousness, because there was a little mm-hmm. bit of that in there as well. Yeah. Um, that, to me, is what won me over. Uh, I liked him as a heel. I thought it was great. He didn't have to say much. He yeah. let his actions No, and uh, we actually got to speak with him a little bit afterwards. We did. We did. Uh, nice guy. Um, amazing talent yes. in the ring. Very so much so. Hopefully, you know, we can talk with him more and maybe oh, get definitely. him out here too. So Definitely. Let me ask you this. Um, what was your take on uh, the Ninja Turtle? I mean, Jesse James. <laughs> <laughs> um, interesting. Um, I guess it was similar to like the Steve Blackman character, you know, martial artist. Kind oh, of thing. very good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the only difference is Steve Blackman had no emotion. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He, and see, Jesse James did have emotion, yes. but it's just little too much. Yeah. A little too much. Like he reminded me, uh, you, you watch Family Guy? Yes. You know, whenever uh, Joe Swanson's like, all right, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was doing that, yeah. it seemed like, uh, and too much. Yeah. You know. Now, as far as the performance-wise, the moves and everything he was doing the ring. He was good. Very good. Yes. You know. Very much so. Um, and again, Rob and I are not, you know, wrestlers ourselves. No, we're not. We just we're take fans. it. We take it from a fan's perspective. Uh, the fan being, you know, we like to see not only the maneuvers in the ring, but the storytelling as well. Exactly. The emotion from the from both components in the ring. Right. And what they bring to the match. Right. And, and the reaction so, from the crowd. And the reaction from the crowd. Yeah. You know? So we look at all that from a fan's perspective. And, you know, we're not in any way critiquing because we definitely couldn't do what they do in the no, ring. No, not at all. But, you know, it's just our little perspective of things. Yeah. I, and I want to say this too, uh, Chris, and, and you tell me what you think. Um I'm willing to, well, maybe, maybe not bet money, but I don't know. I, I don't think the guy's real name is Jesse James. No. Um, and so this is just, this is like, a, like, like Chris was just saying, this is just my opinion. You know, you could totally disagree with me. But I think if you're going to come out with the name Jesse James, then you're going to kind of need to play to it. Because yeah. if you if I say to you, the wrestler is coming out his name Jesse James, what automatically comes to your head? Road Dog. Okay, and then or what else? Cowboy, exactly. Kind of gimmick, yeah. exactly. And that's exactly what I thought of. I thought I thought I was going to see like a cowboy type character, yeah. Which I'm totally down with. I mean, right. You know, give me some cowboy shiznit. I'm good with that. Yep. You know, but it was like the complete opposite. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm not saying you have to be stereotypical and give yourself an Asian name because you're doing <laughs> martial arts or something, right? But something. If you know that that name Jesse James is synonymous with something else or someone else, right. maybe try something different. Or if you are going to use a name that is synonymous with something, play that up a little bit. And I say that because uh, I actually saw an example of that today. I think it was, oh man, no, it, it wasn't Dog Pound. Uh, it was another wrestling promotion, but I was looking up some information on Iceman King Parsons, mm-hmm. and he had taken this picture with this guy who called himself... Um, I think he called himself Mike Hayes, I think. Okay. Anyway, it was very similar to Michael Hayes, the, right. the free bird. And when you looked at the guy, he looked exactly like Michael Hayes. But it wasn't Michael Hayes. He was a younger dude. Right. So that's an example of what I'm saying. If this guy is going to go by the name Mike Hayes and he wants to kind of you know, go off of the old free bird gimmick, yeah. one more power to him. At least you know what you're getting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, for me, the Jesse James name threw me off because when he came in and all of a sudden he's this martial arts guy, you know, like a some guy from Cobra Kai or something. Yeah. 
it just didn't matter. It right away it was kind of yeah because he came out in the in the karate gi and yes. you know had his medal yes. uh, on him and everything. Yes. So exactly. So so I was kind of it it kind of put me off from the beginning. Yeah. But but again, I want to reiterate his skill in the ring, phenomenal. It was great. Right. He, did, he I mean, there were times I was like, ooh, because he was yeah he was doing some hard kicks. He was hitting. He was getting snug. Yeah. You he know. Was. Um. So if he's listening. Much respect to you, Jesse yes. James. This is just two fans bringing their opinions to what they saw. Uh, I think you're great in the ring, and you are not a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no matter what that guy yeah, said, that was not us. <laughs> that wasn't us. <laughs> no, no, no. We didn't have that many beers. No, <laughs> no, we didn't. At least so, we didn't. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, but that was actually a really, really good match. Um, I'm, I'm, me personally, I'd love to see Jesse James wrestle again, yeah. and let's you'll know, see how he does his thing. This was his debut, so yeah. you know he'll probably be back. I'm sure, you know. So we'll Definitely. see what happens. Definitely. All right. So what was the third match? Uh, third match would have been uh, El Taxico, Mister oh, Don yes. Rodrigo, yes, uh, versus Parker Ortega. Ah. Now, prior to that match, we saw the House of Wolves House come of Wolves. out. There's a little bit of a, I wouldn't even call it dissension. There was a little bit of banter between them. Uh, basically, Eric Shadows talking about. Uh, Pac Ortega not being there when he needs them kind right, of thing. Right. Uh, and basically came down to where you need to prove yourself to against the next person that comes through that curtain, which right. would have been Don Rodrigo. Right. And if I may, Eric Shadows, what a talent. Oh, yeah. What a talent. Definitely. He totally like pulled me into the story as soon as he took that mic. You could tell he's the oh, alpha. He had a lot of uh, emotion, yes. aggressive emotion into yes. his mic work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and Pac Ortega has actually been a name in the independent scene because I've heard him sev- heard of him several uh, times. Yeah, as have I. Yeah, so I, I know he's been around, and just that, like I said, just that back and forth between them, I was totally pulled into the story, man, completely. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, again, you know beforehand you know not only the house shadow but don rodrigo came out with yeah. matt the wrestler yeah uh mel was still in the back yes. uh, he said he was satisfying some ladies he had back there <laughs> yeah he did, did um, say that. <laughs> but don rodrigo came out and, and told Pac ortega that uh eddie guerrero was rolling in his grave with the mullet that he had <laughs> and then he said that uh Right now, Eddie Guerrero smells better than Paco Ortega does. <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" I think when he said that, everybody was like, "Oh, oh, man!" It was that was a little little bit of a burn there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it was it was a, it was a good match. Um, very good match. Very entertaining. Um, <laughs> yes, say it. Don Rodrigo was getting uh, <laughs> yes, choked. Say it. <laughs> was getting choked uh, by him, and he said, "Ooh, do it again. I like it." <laughs> He is quite the dude. I'm a fan. I am a fan of the of the born haters. I am too. And then even you were bouncing off with Matt the Rester at ringside. Yes, I was. You were like, he's okay. He's okay. I don't think he's okay. No, no. It was. It was. It was. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> that was what he was saying. He's fine. He's I don't like, think he's fine. fine. No, no. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> it was so funny. Um, however, uh, Pac Ortega did win the match. Right. Pac Ortega did win the match, um, and, and Matt that- the Wrestler ended up carrying out. Carrying Don Rodrigo like a baby out of the match. out of the match back to the backside of the curtain. Yeah, very entertaining match. It was it was a blast to watch. Now, um, as soon as uh, Pac Ortega won, you did you notice that uh, uh, Eric Shadows and uh, oh I forget the other guy uh, Nathan Bradley. Yeah, Nathan Bradley yeah. did come out from yes. the back, but then they walked right back in. Right. 
They didn't even go to the ring or anything. They kind of just looked at him like, oh, all right, well, you, yeah. you did it. Yeah, exactly. You know, kind of thing. Exactly. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, good match, though. Very, very entertaining match. match. Very, entertaining very entertaining match. match. So uh, following that, we had a uh, intermission. Yeah. And during the intermission, they actually uh, showed on the video screens in the saloon um, the uh, last match between Daniel Ryan and Exotic. Uh, that was from a, McAllen, Texas. Yeah, they were in McAllen. Right, which um, it was a good match. I was looking at it. Uh, I think um, Exotic won via disqualification. Via disqualification. Right. Yeah, because Danny Ryan's a cheater. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was a good match. So kind of prepared us for what we were going to see later on the night. Right. Uh, so after intermission, uh, we had the Atlas Division Championship match between Nathan Bradley and Max Heights. Oh, man. This nah, this, was, this was the match of the night for me. Yeah, not taking yeah. anything away from any other match because they were great, they were right. entertaining. Right. Um. But this match, both competitors, mm. amazing. Yeah. I mean, Max. I mean, both of them really. But Max Heights. There's a reason why he's called Max Heights. And let me tell you what really impressed me. Okay. Okay. Um. You were there. You saw the ceiling was low. Yes. And it was like, there's no way people are going to be jumping off the ropes yeah. or anything because it was just too low for that to happen. But, man, you talk about making up for it. Like, they did do some jumping off the top rope. Yeah. But, but everything else, it was insane. There was yeah. dives out of the ring. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh, my God. To be that close, you know, when someone dives out of the ring and stuff, it's insane. It's yeah. insane. It was a great match. And it was for the uh, Atlas Division Championship. Atlas Division Championship. So... You kind of felt that that this is a this is a higher stakes match, you know. Right. A lot of false finishes. Yes. You know, the crowd was hot. The crowd was into this match. I mean, it was awesome. Um, yeah, uh, our friend that kept yelling all night long was definitely a House of Wolves uh, fan. Yes, <laughs> and the banter between him and the crowd, you know, House of Wolves sucks. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it was so awesome. It was a yeah. I, I think I would agree with you. This was definitely the match of the night. Um, the winner was and uh, still champion Nathan Bradley. Nathan Bradley from the House of Wolves. Right. And um, now I don't remember. Did the House of Wolves come out or no? No. No. Right. Okay. No. Yeah. But he did win the match. But Max Heights got has no reason to hold his head down low. Man, he can hold that head up high because yeah. he put up quite a fight. He was. It was a good match. Yes, like, it, it was. Were, he Max Heights kind of reminds me of a young Shawn Michaels. Mm. Good Just comparison. his style, um, you know, obviously he's still starting out. He's on the independent scene, but man, that dude can work. Yeah, I could, man. I, I, I mean, we didn't, we didn't really get to hear him on the mic, right? Don't know what that, what his promo skills are like or anything like that. Yeah. But as far as work in the ring, he's got all the tools for yeah. sure, for sure, definitely. Now, um, there was a point. I think it was during intermission. Um, I did get called to the back. Mm -hmm. I was actually called to where the wrestlers are. I felt very privileged. <laughs> Get chulo. <laughs> well, to be fair, we didn't even say this at the beginning. You got to admit, it felt kind of cool when we when we walked in. There was like people that recognized us. Yeah, not there were fans that recognized yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. You and know, it was a trip, dude. It was. You like, know, it wasn't oh. just the the, the wrestlers. No, the it was the fans. You know, we had the fans come up. It's like, hey, you know, I heard your podcast. Yeah. You know, I've heard about y'all. Yeah. So, so that felt good, right? It, it did. I felt, <laughs> I felt, uh, you know, high and mighty there. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Where's our, where's our VIP seating? <laughs> uh, where, where's my free beer? <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I went to the back, I actually got to speak one on one with Max Heights. Nice. And the reason why is because he wanted us. He wanted to meet us. Yeah. 
So uh, he wants to come on the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to set that up. Uh, we're going to do it when he's kind of in San Antonio area mm-hmm. because he's actually from San Angelo. Yeah. Okay. And it's kind of a drive. Right. Um, but he is so ready and willing to come on the show. He was very excited about it. So we will have him on nice. the show here real soon. That's going to be a we're, good We're going to let you guys get to know some of these wrestlers because I'm telling you, they they can put on a yeah. show. And if you go. any of these names, you could even look online. Yes. Uh, YouTube yes. has a lot of the Atlas Wrestling Promotion matches. Yes, they do. Uh, or you can Google those particular matches mm-hmm. from those wrestlers. Um, I mean, great matches on YouTube. Right. Wouldn't even do it just as No, you got you to gotta be You got to watch them live. And it's, and it's not... Well, we'll get more into it later. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about the show. All right. So, the, what was the next match? Next match was your match. Oh yeah, the Mr. one I was going to the see. Going to see uh, Mr. Danny Orion versus the King Cobra Exotic. Yes, yes. Um, that was a great match. It was awesome. Yes. Uh, King Cobra Exotic is an awesome talent, and I got to give it to him, Danny Orion. That boy can go. Yeah. Now, I mean, not only is he great, you know, on the mic, not only is he great character wise, mm-hmm. but his skill level, he can go. I, I see him going very far. Right. If he keeps it up, if he keeps up with it. You know, yeah. all of my feelings aside, just speaking as a fan, watching another wrestler do their thing, he can definitely go. And and, and, I, and the match was so entertaining. It was so good. Um, King Cobra Exotic, he was the hometown hero. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, there were signs for him out there. Yeah. And, man, that crowd was hot for him. Yeah, I mean, all night it was exotic. Let's go exotic. Yeah. You know, it was. Yeah. Or yelling out Cobra or anything. Yeah, I mean, it exactly. was. He had that crowd eating out of the palm of his hand. Yeah. Now, of course, you know, we just see, you know, Coach Shock do what Coach Shock does. And we had the run in. Yes. Uh, during the middle of the match, um, which run in for them. But exotic took him out. He did. Cleared the ring of him. He did. He did. That was that was how the match started, and got to give Exotic credit. He he took it to him. They didn't get the better of him at that point, and he started off that match hot. Daniel Ryan was on his back yeah. most of the time. Um, unfortunately, it didn't turn out that way at the end. No, no. Daniel Ryan, you know, did get the one, two, three by mm-hmm. the assistance on the ropes. Yes, he did. You he know, did. But so. what bugs me about it is he couldn't just let that go. No, he, he couldn't no, just take the could. win and say it was done. So what happened after the match is typical heel fashion. You know, Coach Shock um, triple team mm-hmm. on Exotic yeah. and basically beat him down. Yeah, you know, did some work on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had seen a promo prior to that match. Yes, that uh, he had gotten some medical information off of Exotic about him having an injury to begin with. Right, that was about uh, his shoulders, but these about idiots kept thinking it was his butt. Yeah, because it said posterior labral tear. tear, I think. And yeah, the, so posterior being, they assumed it was you his, know his butt, his not guys. That's just because they're dumb. But anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but we saw them get a good beat down on him. Um, fortunately, after the match, you did see uh, exotic and some pain. Yeah, and I know that Atlas Wrestling Promotion uh, sent out a post earlier this week explaining that you know things were pretty rough for him and that he had a scheduled MRI. So well, Danny Orion goes and gets the ring bell. Yes. He goes out of his way. He gets the ring bell, brings it in the ring. Exotic's already down. There's three of them that have already beat him down. Right. They could have just let him be. Yeah. You know, uh, but no, no, he didn't. Good. Cause that's not his style. Right. So yeah. he goes, puts the bell on the, on the ground, takes Exotic's arm, puts it across the bell and stomps his arm on the bell. Yeah. So, 
Um, I actually, uh, I spoke with Exotic today. Oh, okay. Yeah, because we were talking about, you know, having him come on the show and um, he's got, he's going to have an MRI done on his arm. So he's not, he's not well, man. Like Danny really did a number on him. Well, I mean, hopefully it's nothing too serious. I mean, because, oh, uh, I mean, like you said, he's an amazing talent for him to be even out of the ring for a short time. I know that he loves the business. Yeah. And our yeah. prayers are with him. Definitely. You know, definitely. Because I know right now, like he, he, he did at the beginning. And this is one thing we forgot to say, but at the beginning of the whole show, he came out and apologized to the crowd because at Olympus, when he had the championship match against Eric Shadows uh, in the three stages of hell, he lost that match. And that match was for the AEW, AEW, listen to me, AWP championship. Yeah. And he lost, so he didn't win. So he came out, he felt he let the crowd down, he let his hometown of Uvalde, Texas down, so he had to come out and apologize. Now, of course, I think you would agree with me, as well as the you know city of Uvalde, he didn't let us down. No, not um, at all. You know, he fought with heart, he fought hard. Sometimes it just doesn't go your way, yeah. you know. Um, so I really hope that uh, this this injury is not as bad as as it looks, because uh, when he cut when he cut that promo at the beginning, he did say that his he's focused and he's going for that title, so he's not done. Yeah. And it would be a shame if there was a, a hurdle like this to keep him from that title. So uh, if you're listening, exotic, uh, Chris and I, our prayers are with you, and we're rooting for you and uh get well soon we know we're gonna have you on the show we'll, we'll get more into that later yes sir but uh but yeah man we're rooting for you as as is the city of uvalde and uh that's that's uh some strong stock there i don't care what phoebe says <laughs> <laughs> um the people you are behind you valley are behind you so just get well soon so anyway yeah. but yeah uh danny orion won that match yes. and um and i know i don't know how you feel about this chris but i am gonna let you know um soon maybe you know couple maybe in a month or who knows but i do plan on having culture shock on the show okay so it'll be an interesting conversation to say the least you know yeah but i'm gonna ask the tough questions yeah i may have to have daniel haggerty here with us but. <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway um so, all right so that was that match uh, yes. a lot of action it was it was a good match overall what was next? Was it the main uh, event? That was the main event. Now, originally, it was advertised as um, the AWP Championship, Eric Shadows versus uh, ASF. Uh-huh. Uh, ASF did a promo or segment vignette right. uh, saying that he wasn't there. He was actually, I think... Uh, GCW. GCW, yeah. Which we know is... They, they're, they're, they've been around for a while. Right. But here recently, I think it has to do with the fact that... Uh, oh, what is his name? Pizza Cutter Guy. Oh, wow. Uh, uh, the... The King of Deathmatch dude. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, he was on AEW. Yeah, and I think ever since then they've gotten a lot more. They got a lot of momentum going for. And them. then let's not forget Matt Cardona going in there, winning their championship. Yeah, that's true too. So there's a lot that's been going on with GCW. So for him to get a call from GCW to do, I, I don't blame him. Yeah, I don't for blame sure. Him. An awesome opportunity for sure. Awesome now, opportunity. Now we did see um, or did hear from uh, Eric Shadows. You right. know, saying talking about how ASF is basically running from him. He doesn't want to face him, kind right. of thing. Typical heel work. Um, told the the announcer to you know time him two minutes goes right. by and then announce him as a champion. Right. But who would come out? Mr. Andre Law. Yeah. Now that was something else. That was something else. That was something. Else. And it was really interesting because uh, I, I did my research mm -hmm. um, and come to find out it had been a little while since Andre Law had been in in uh, AWP, but apparently the last time he was in AWP, he wasn't very nice. 
Mm. You know, he was actually very, uh, very negative, very heelish. Uh, said some disparaging things against the city of Uvalde. Ah, the gentleman, our fan friend, did tell us that. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And I and I basically I double checked that, and yeah. sure enough, it was it was true. But to my surprise, the fan guy aside, the one yeah. that we're talking about. He was pretty well accepted by the, by the rest of the audience. They yeah. were they were really rooting well, for him. Well, obviously he's not the first one to talk smack about Uvalde. Yeah, we obviously know that. Not. We know that from first-hand experience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um I mean, I wouldn't have guessed that he was in that mentality. Yeah. You know, um obviously he came out as a face. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh had a great match with, oh, with Shadows. Great match. You great know? match, but Eric Shadows, I mean, with that Spanish fly that was insane. Yeah. The fact that they pulled it off. Yeah, because like you said, the, the, <laughs> the ceiling, ceiling was pretty low. Yes. You know, and from my perspective, it didn't look like they were going to clear it from where we were sitting. Right. We were right. on the offside of the well, the turnbuckle at that right, point. Right, right. Um, but he pulled it off. He pulled it off. And he was, he's a big dude. He is a big dude. Yeah. So the fact that they pulled it off and, oh, here's the other thing I got to say, man. That This is why we say you got to go check it out live. When they hit that mat, oh, my oh, God, wow. it's loud. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, it sounds like it hurts, right? Yeah. Uh, we were able to kind of go and touch the ring, too. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you got a little bit of padding, but Yeah, man, it wasn't much. No, it wasn't. It was not much. It wasn't. So, for them to pull off a Spanish fly, yeah. I mean, oh, man. There was a couple of times I thought Andre was going to get it. Yeah. I really did, because yeah. that, that count came close. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, wasn't this the match with, or was it the match before? There was one match, uh, one match where the ref got hit. Uh, the ref did get hit. Yeah, and then we actually saw um, Andre about to take out uh, with the championship belt because Eric Shadow brought the right. belt in. That's right. Okay, and missed uh, Andre. Yes, Andre gets the belt after the ref's knocked down. Tries to go after uh, Shadows. Yes, but who comes in to take the brunt of it? Paco Ortega. Ortega. Yeah. So he came basically in to show his allegiance to the House to of the Wolves. House of Wolves. Um, so that, that happened and, yeah. you know, match continue on shadows, you know, kicked out. They eventually did get the one, two, three yep. on law and still champion, still champion, your AWP champion, Mr. Eric shadows. Yeah. Now what happened to that? Hold on, hold on. Before okay. you get there. Okay. I, I, Cause I know where you're going, but I got to say this. I was planning on talking to Eric shadows, mm-hmm. um, and to get it on tape. And I wanted to ask him cause we had. Corvus here and we interviewed him yeah. and I told him I was gonna I was gonna ask you know why he had a problem with him yeah I didn't have to did I no you didn't cause <laughs> tell the uh, people why cause as uh, House of Wolves is celebrating in the ring whose music happens to hit our good friend Corvus, Corvus. yes sir Corvus was there yes came out to the ring confronted yes. the House of Wolves he did uh, confronted you know Bradley Shadows and Ortega and basically told him, you know, he's tired of the shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they, they it may not be tonight because obviously he's not stupid. He's not going to sit, you know, try to take on all three of them at one point. Yeah. He said he wasn't a coward. He wasn't a coward. Yeah. You know, what happens happens, but he's he's also smart. Yeah. And, you know, he said it may not be tonight, um, but it's going to happen down the line. Yeah. He's going to get, you know, get to the House of Wolves. So. Yeah. And then they started to kind of surround him. Yeah. They kind of surround him. And then, uh, <laughs> What happened? He pulled out some skewers. Yep, some from skewers his, from his vest. Yeah, like <laughs> he, you want to go? Yeah, he was ready. Yeah, you know, some puppy kebabs there. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, it was, uh, 
Yeah, it was, and it was good to see Corvus. Yeah, uh, it was good to see Corvus. You yeah, know? and and to see him actually face like after that, I was like, oh, I guess I don't need to talk to Eric Shadows now. Yeah, so you know, he did he did his uh, promo run on the House of Wolves. Um, you know, kept his eye on them as he left the ring, and House of Wolves look a little flustered. They did. They you did. Know, I got to tell you, in it, there, it made me like, like, I can't wait for the next event. I'm hoping that there's a a match between someone from the house of wolves at least yeah. and against Corvus because that, I, I'm sure Corvus wants to get his hands on all three of them. I'm sure he does. You know, I'm sure he does. So that's, that's going to be definitely something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, also want to see, I, I don't know. I'm hoping that exotic can make the next one. Don't know. We don't know what MRIs are going to show or what. Right. Um, but there was a lot of great action and there's still a lot, you know, a lot of stuff to see as a result of that. Plus there were some people, uh, that were at Olympus, some 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 wrestlers at Olympus that weren't there at this one, mm-hmm. that maybe they'll come back on the next event. But I do know that they have another event coming in March. Okay. Um, I want to say it's March nineteenth. I'm not too sure. Okay. Um, but we'll find out. Yeah. And uh, who knows? We'll make another. Maybe we'll make another trip over there to yeah. go check that out. Um, hopefully it's not on your wedding day. No, I think my wedding's the next. I'm not gonna say because I'm nasty's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Nate Nasty, I'm, I'm, you know, because like, Rob almost got me, got me to say it. But I, I know, I know. We don't want him showing up. <laughs> I'm showing up, the dog pound. Yeah. So uh, anyway, but overall, great show. Uh, real quick before we go to break, Chris, um, your take on AWP as a whole? Legit. Mm-hmm. Legit. I mean, their their show from bell to bell was great right you know um like i said like i've told you before i'm mostly going to house shows for like wwe right um this was so this was your first independent show independent show well no not an independent show i've seen other independent shows okay you know okay uh not at to this caliber i got you I you got know you. To, the, to the extent they had because they had the full you know they had the curtains they had the the vignettes they right. had the videos the right interviews, everything right i mean and above all, just the storytelling. Like going in has never seen this promotion, not knowing who these you know wrestlers are, these right. characters. Right. I was already involved. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like you said from the from the beginning of the of the event from the bell right. ringing. Right. I was involved and I was like wanting to know what was going on with these stories. Yeah. And it wasn't hard to engulf yourself into the story right. once the match got going. Right. You know where some you don't know who's who yeah you know who's who's you know good who's bad right this one you had no question that the story was there it was clear mm-hmm. and it was exciting yeah and you knew you i knew. knew who was what and and i have to agree with you on that one uh, i said this to you before the show and i'll say it again i i don't know a lot of indie promotions i'm just now getting to know them especially since we started this podcast mm-hmm. yeah. um but just from the stuff that i've seen uh there's a lot of matches that go on out there in other promotions for the pure and this is not I, I want to make it clear this I'm not trying to bury anybody this is not a negative uh, slight in the in the least right, right. Um, because I respect all those promotions and I think they're all doing great work but um I'll use the the match coming up in May for Phoebe you know she's gonna be doing this this uh, Texas death match right and it's supposed to be all female which okay. in itself is historic right right but that question can be asked why? And what I mean by that is what's the story behind it, right? There's mm-hmm. no, it seems like it's just a match to throw these women together just to have a Texas death match and to say we made history with women doing this match. 
I don't know that for sure because yeah. I, I don't I don't I haven't really followed that promotion. There could be a story. There could be some some uh, rivalries there that we don't know of. This is just me looking at face value, right? You know, and I don't mean again. I want to reiterate. I don't mean any disrespect to any of the of the other promotions out there. But the one thing I can say for sure is that with AWP, the storytelling is there. Yeah, and 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 you can tell they 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 put hard work into it into doing the stories. Now, are they perfect? No, of course not. You know, there that you can tell we're, we're, we're like some are trying to get their feet wet and doing promos and things mm-hmm. of that nature but for the most part as a whole like you said I think legit's the perfect word for it because yeah. they are legit the production was there the fact that they have videos for their for their wrestlers when they come through the curtain mm-hmm. the music you know I think I think it's great so AWP is definitely I, I can understand why they why they won Texas Wrestling Promotion of the Year last year yeah for sure I can tell but uh, anyway so uh, that's all of what we got for AWP. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk WWE Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Because uh, that was one heck of a show in itself. It was. So uh, we'll be right back after this word from our sponsor. Fellas, I know how it is. Your hair and beard are looking rough and you need to get it taken care of right away. The problem is, where do you go? Well, say no more because I have the perfect place just for you. At Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, you'll get that fresh cut and trimmed by well-trained professionals who know just how to get what you want, a man's cut and a man's trim. Dallas, Jawan, and Derek will hook you up with your tailored-to-you cut along with a straight razor shave and a relaxing hot towel treatment. These fellas will give you that old-school treatment where you sit back and relax and unwind while you get back to looking like a gentleman should. When you walk in the door, talk to old Dal and let him know that Rob T. and Kayfabe Chris sent you and he'll offer you a complimentary cold one or a shot of whiskey. Stop by 322 West Hopkins Street in San Marcos, Texas or go online and make your appointment today at HanleysBarbershop.com. Hanley's Good Time and Barbershop, where good times and good vibes make for a great look. And we are back. Yes, we had a good time just talking about our uh, venture out to Uvalde this past weekend to go see some Atlas Wrestling Promotion Aftermath show. And was it just me or did it seem like the drive back was a lot shorter? <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. It definitely was a lot shorter. Um, I, I guess because we were booing ourselves up. We wanted to get there. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, not take away from the event, but just the company in the you yeah, know, in the van and everything. Yeah, and on our way over there, it was it was a lot of fun. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, I think one of my favorite things that I loved was the fact that Daniel Haggerty was with us. And yeah, he, he was getting a lot of stares. Yeah, he was. <laughs> like, 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 is this a wrestler? Uh, <laughs> Why is he sitting in the crowd? He got stares when we were in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> you know, those Mexicans were like, I've never seen a white man that big. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh... and that was a good restaurant too, by the way. That was a very good restaurant. Yeah. Good food, good food. Yes, very much. Uh, anyway, but let's not let's not talk about that. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is the part. This is our segment where we're going to discuss about the elimination chamber, which actually happened this Saturday as well. Yes, Saturday morning. Saturday at morning from uh, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, now I did have to go back and watch one match um, uh, today. I actually had to go back and watch 
three matches. Okay, because uh, obviously I was getting ready to head over here to your house. Right, right, right. So I watched uh, pretty much all the matches at that point. Uh, I didn't get to watch the women, Ross Women's Championship match because I was on the road at that point. Right, right. Uh, but I got to finish watching the pay-per-view when I got here. So that was that was cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll go into uh, the Olympic Chamber match. What is your overall take on the on the match itself? Good question. I was actually about to ask you that question. Okay. Good question. Um, I got to say, if I'm comparing it to all the other uh, Saudi Arabia shows, mm-hmm. This one was the best one. I agree. Um, I actually liked it. I really did. Yeah. Um, I found it to be very entertaining. Um, a lot. There, there was actually some oohs and ahs in this one. Yeah. Which, which was really good. Um, one big ooh during the uh, uh, McIntyre and Matt oh, Cat yeah. Moss yeah, match. We'll, we'll yeah. definitely talk about that one. Yeah. Um, so overall, I would give it a very strong B plus. I agree with you. Yeah, I, agree I, with I don't you. think it was good enough to give it an A. No, but the no. crowd was hot. Uh, the the matches were hot. Uh, some of them were, I guess you could say there were some misses. Yeah. But overall, I thought they I thought they did great. Yeah. Really now, as did. you mentioned before, you know the shows in Saudi Arabia are usually the cards are based off of the prince's. Yeah. You know his little wish list. His wishes, what he yeah. wants to see. But at the same time, this one. While there were some throwaways, you know, matches there, yeah, there was still some storytelling continuation of the story going yeah. into WrestleMania. Yeah, real quick, did you know, like, like a few years back when they started doing this, mm-hmm. um, like, no disrespect to Saudi Arabia, I have no idea what goes on over there, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to judge it, because I can't. Yeah. It's a different culture. It's a whole. It's a different world, yeah. really. But I was really surprised to find out that some of the prince's requests were very. From someone who's very out of touch, I guess would be the best way to say it. Like, I think he was requesting Eddie Guerrero. Okay. And then I think at one point he was even requesting, um, I want to say Yokozuna or something like that. Hmm. Like, he was requesting old wrestlers and wrestlers that have passed, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, if you're a fan of WWE, how are you not, like, in the know? Yeah. You know, the fact that you would request Eddie Guerrero, he's been... Unfortunately, he's been gone since what 2005. Yeah, 2005. Yeah, so I just found and that Yokozuna very... since like 1997 yeah, or yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I just found that very interesting. But uh, yeah, but anyway, continue. Yeah. Um, overall, like you said, I think it was a great chamber. Uh, yeah. Pay per view. Yeah. Um, again, there which was, some... was better for you, the the female or the male? Uh the male. Yeah. The male, yeah. you know, and I kind of mentioned that last time that I was excited about the male one. Mm-hmm. It didn't disappoint. It was good. It was very it was good. good. Um, but overall, the the entire pay-per-view itself, again, like I said, there were some throwaways there, but there was definitely some good good matches going on there. Yeah. So to start off, I mean, we had the kickoff show, obviously. We had the Rey Mysterio versus The Miz. Now, that's one I didn't see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was on the kickoff show. Um, so I kind of saw that. I didn't see it. Uh, I, I, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's kind of hard to. I don't know why they do that anymore. Like, yeah, um, I get it because that was kind of a throwaway match, but that's that's a continuing story that they're going to go into Mania, right. which we'll probably discuss a little more about what happened on yeah, yeah, after for sure. that. For sure. Um, but Rey Mysterio ended up taking the win on that one. Mm-hmm. Nobody got involved and you know tried to you know nail down the Miz. Right. So uh, overall, good match. Rey Mysterio can work. We know the Miz can work. Oh, for sure. So you know there weren't anything bad about coming out for of that sure. match. Um, for all no. those Miz hater out, Miz haters out there, uh, the dude's good. Yeah, anger Miz girl. I'm sorry, but yeah, you know he's 
He's he's legit. He's definitely a future Hall of Famer in my book. Yeah. Uh, he's got all the tools, you know. And I get it if you don't like him. He, he he's doing his job. You're not supposed That's, to. Yeah, like exactly. Him. It, it's a lot like Cena when Cena was you know all over the place you know a few years back. Yeah. I hated Cena. Couldn't yeah. stand him. Yeah. Like I was not a Cena fan. Yeah. But I am a Cena fan in that because I get I get what he's doing and I respect what he's doing. Right. right? Um. But in the wrestling world i guess yeah i was not a fan mm-hmm. you know it's the same thing with miz i'm not a miz fan but i am a miz fan because i i get what he's doing i respect what he's doing right and it means he's doing a good job you know no so, i agree with that yeah so but anyway that. so the opening match was surprising to me it was a universal championship match yeah roman reigns versus goldberg yeah yeah so how did you feel about the match i thought it was good Mm-hmm. Um, had decent time. I mean, it wasn't a, a long match, right? But it was longer than we usually see from Goldberg, right? Right. Um, Goldberg looked decent in the match. I didn't see him, you know, miss a step. I didn't see him botch anything. Um, it was interesting to see. You know, he did his, you know, greatest hits. He did right. the spears. He right. went for the jackhammer, right? Uh, but you also saw Reigns showing that I know you're. I know your yeah. playlist. Yeah. I know what you're going to do. Yeah. It was and good storytelling. It was good storytelling. And we did, you know, see those counters from Roman Reigns. Right. In regards to that. Right. So, um, very good match. You know, obviously, Roman Reigns took the win on that one. Right. One, two, As three. he should. As he should. Yeah. You know, we want to keep him going strong, going into Mania. I think the interesting thing about the finish of that match mm-hmm. is that it was, well, technically, I guess you could say it was a submission, but he never tapped out. No. Um, but still, that's the first time in history that Goldberg's ever lost a match in that right. fashion. Right. So that's that's because even if you go back, I mean, there was the back when he lost the streak. Yeah. Um, you know that cattle prod that yeah. Kevin Nash gave on him. Yeah. He still pinned him. Yeah. So, exactly. But this is like you said again. He didn't tap out, but by record, right, it is a submission. Right. Exactly. So, so that was definitely something significant. Um, on the back on the backstage side of things. We were kind of sure this is how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it was very well known uh, in the dirt sheets and all that that right. uh, this was uh, Goldberg fulfilling his contractual obligations because I think he was owed or he he owed one more match. Yeah. So that's what he was doing. So on that side of things, we knew he wasn't going to take the victory, mm-hmm. but the way that he did it is just the way a veteran is supposed to do business. Yeah. You know he. Put Reigns over and gave him the rub. Not that Reigns needed it, right. but let's be real. It makes him look that much more stronger. Yeah. The fact that he was able to take out Goldberg in a way that no one ever has. And if you look at it, um, pretty much everybody who's held the universal title has been marked off by Roman Reigns. Yeah. I and saw Goldberg that. being the last one. I saw that. I saw that. So, so again, great storytelling. Yeah. Great storytelling. They're building up Reigns to be like the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to have the greatest ever facing the greatest ever yeah. in Brock Lesnar. Exactly. So perfect storytelling. Match-wise, I would give it a, I would give that match actually a solid B myself. Yeah. Um, just because, you know, like if I'm being honest, just for myself, I'm only speaking for me, seeing the match, it was good, like you said. Um, Goldberg did good. He did great. But you could tell Reigns was carrying a lot of it as yeah. well, especially there towards the tail end. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah. So just I mean, it was that. definitely better than the match he had there with The Undertaker. Oh, for sure. You for know? sure. For sure. So, so, yeah. Solid B. So. Solid B. All right. Well, 
The next match was the women's elimination chamber match. Mm. Okay, so name off the participants. We had Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Dewdrop, Liv Morgan, Nikki A.S.H., and then, of course, the final participant, Alexa Bliss. Boy, was that? That was one hell of a pop for Alexa Bliss. It was. It was. <laughs> and uh, she she came out with her still with her gimmick as far as uh, apparel. She did her wardrobe. Um, now I do have to say I love Rhea Ripley's. She looked amazing. She looked amazing. Very, yeah. and you know me. I'm a comic book fan. Yeah. Very Catwoman. Yeah. Very you know, so. it was. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, I liked that a lot. Yeah, I think a lot of guys did. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I, I I could hear the conversations going on in the ring. Yeah. Oh, look at her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about that, but I'll leave that one alone. Um. <laughs> She's making my head go. Dur, 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 dur. <laughs> No hate mail, please. No oh, hate mail. Oh, yeah. These these are jokes. <laughs> these jokes. <laughs> Ask your wife. I need you to check the mail. Like, listen to it. <laughs> right. Anyway, I'm, I'm in a comment on my podcast. I'm a little scared right now. Um. All right. Well, uh, it was a good match. Yes. You know, obviously, uh, we saw some uh, some dominance from Dewdrop. We saw yeah. it from Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Um. We saw again Alexa Bliss come in. Same typical thing, doing her greatest hits kind of thing. Right. Um. Bianca Belair, we already knew was going to be the last to come out because she win won the gauntlet match Correct. on Raw Correct. previously to get the last position, um, and eventually would take the win in that match. Yeah, let's not forget we, the, a, a nice little uh, something small, but it was actually pretty cool. Like you said, Alexa Bliss came out; she was still doing the gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, they put her in her pod. She had a swing in her pod. Did she? She did. Oh, you didn't, you I, didn't, didn't I, didn't, that? I didn't notice that. She had a swing in her pod. I didn't know. So, so she was literally oh. sitting in her pod on a swing. It was. It was. It was. It was kind of cool, actually. I was wow. just like, "Wow, well, they're, they're really going out with the gimmick." <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. Huh. Um, I gotta say this though. So at the end, right, mm-hmm. uh, you had uh, Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss. Right, they finished it out. Alexa looked like she hadn't missed a step. Oh yeah, she was on it, man. Yeah, she was doing really really well and uh the crowd loved her yeah the crowd loved her so it was it was a good match it was a good i match. mean she has experience in elimination chamber too that's right so, that's right uh i don't i don't recall bianca Belair ever being in a chamber match yeah i don't think she has so yeah. um i still don't know how bianca Belair could wrestle with that that hair that hair i know i i that big long ass trenza she's got it, yeah how does it not i mean and you see it get in her way but yeah, yeah. i mean obviously she's used it as a weapon before we've seen that yeah but I, I couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. it's it's crazy. But no. overall, good match. What grade would you give that one? Uh, I'd give that one probably a B also. Yeah. You know, it was a good match. Like I said, it wasn't as good as the men's, which we'll get into later. But yeah. it definitely didn't disappoint as far as For sure. quality. For sure. Um, next match we had on the card, uh, Naomi and Ronda Rousey versus yeah. Sonya Deville and Charlotte Flair. Now, we saw on the night before on SmackDown that – there was a stipulation added into that match mm-hmm. where Ronda Rousey had boasted that she can, you know, defeat uh, Deville with one arm tied behind her back, and Deville put that into the match as a right. stipulation. So, right, uh, we saw Ronda Rousey come out in her karate gi as well. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, the Olympic barefoot, uh, barefoot, which yeah. I thought was interesting too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they pointed out that that's the one she won when she won the Olympics uh, gold medal, right, right. Um, for judo, right, for judo. Yeah. So they came out. Uh, Tighter arm. You noticed she had no makeup on too. Yeah, she had no makeup on. Yeah, 
you know, yeah, she was, she was very, there to fight. Yeah, she was there to fight. Yeah. Um, she didn't have the whole eyeliner or whatever yeah, she usually exactly, does. Yeah, exactly. Um, but of course, you know, Sonya Deville, they have the ref tie her arm behind her back. Real for quick. Ronda. What about Sonya Deville's outfit? <laughs> yes. Yes. It was nice. Yes. Very nice. And there's actually a a, a picture online of, of her, her in the I saw yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> showing. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, um, yeah. So they tied uh, Rhonda's arm, which it didn't look very tight. No, not it at was, all. It was pretty loose, to be yeah, honest with you. But yeah. I get, I get it. Yeah. Um, and then we saw Sonia because Sonia came out with the arm sling on. She did. And right she before did. the the right after the bell rang, before the match actually started, she kind of stopped the crowd and took off this thing and showed and that she was she was fine. She was fine. Mm-hmm. So we saw a lot of um, back and forth on there. Now I do want to give credit to Naomi. She right. did an amazing job in that match. Right. I, she's a very underrated superstar. She is. She is. Um, you know, from where she was in the Funkadactyls, when mm-hmm. she was rolling with Bros Clay and everything, to where she is now with the right. glow gimmick. She's she sold it, man. She's For sure. She's an amazing athlete. For sure. You know. Um, For sure. She's got the glow, man. She's got the glow. And she's yeah. carried that. She carried a lot of that match, too. She did. She um, did. And I'm sure it was because, you know, again, Ronda hasn't Ronda been has for it. a while. Mm-hmm. And the... the Stipulation of her army, right? Because you could even see, that. you could even see Ronda was having a hard time with that, right? Like remembering she has to keep her arm back, there right? Exactly. Because I saw her a couple of times, like bring the arm front and then stop, move yeah. the arm back, yeah. Um, but I gotta, I gotta say, man, Ronda did some pretty cool moves, yeah. You know, judo moves or whatever you want to call them. That one she did where she stepped up on Sonya Deville's knee mm-hmm. and then kneed her in the face with the other, yeah, uh, leg. I mean, that was pretty impressive. Now. Well, that reminded me of, and I don't know if you recall, there was a match on WWE Raw or WWF Raw at the time between uh, Jeff Jarrett mm-hmm. and Ken Shamrock. And they were talking about Ken Shamrock being crazy. Yeah. So they put him in the straight jacket. And he oh, fought yeah. Jeff Jarrett with the straight jacket on. Yeah. And it was basically just his legs in the match. Right. Because he had right. both his arms. Right. You know, restraint. Right. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Ken Shamrock was a little more intense and he was an original ufc fighter to he begin was. with he was um yeah but yeah it's similar to that with that i recall to that match when yeah, i yeah that's it. a good callback that's a so, very good very good uh comparison to it um but uh ronda rousey and uh naomi won that match won that match uh ronda rousey did the um, uh piper the the finishing piper finishing move oh um i don't know uh, yeah, I forget the Piper's, Piper's pit, pit or something yeah, like that. It goes um, and then got the the arm mm-hmm. bar on her and with the one arm with the one arm she tapped right tapped away. her out right away. And if you notice, Charlotte was just in the corner like, eh. yeah, exactly. She didn't care. She didn't care. She didn't care. You know, she but, was just there to make a yeah. buck. Kind but of she's got her at WrestleMania. She's now. got her at WrestleMania, so, so that's going to be a good match. I think so. Um, now, um, so we go into the next match, and this one we talk about a little bit what happened in the match. Sure, this is the false cut anywhere between Drew McIntyre. Right. And Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss. And sure enough, at the start of the whole thing, uh, Baron Corbin gets in. Gets and, in. And of course, why wouldn't he? I yeah. mean, it's false count anywhere. No rules. No rules. No so disqualification. Ref can't stop it. Yeah. Um, good. I mean, you saw uh, Drew McIntyre have pretty much a good offense most yeah, of the match. He did. Working their way up to the ramp, uh, a couple of spots on the ramp itself, including a. Um, a throwaway that mm. Madcap did on the ramp to, to McIntyre. Yeah. You know, uh, that was interesting. Now, the one spot we saw on the match, yeah. that was scary. Very scary. Okay. And kudos to Madcap Moss. Yeah. Um, like, oh, my God. Yeah. So, 
where it came down to Jim McIntyre got him up for an inverted Alabama slam. Yes. Now, a traditional Alabama slam, your opponent, when he takes a slam, will take his back on the canvas. Correct. This is an inverted one, which means he was going face forward. Exactly. And we've seen inverted, you know, Alabama stuff like that where they fall flat, arms yes. are stretched out, and they hit the mat. Right. What happened? So for an inverted Alabama slam up, Alabama slam, what he should have done, and, and we've seen it done before, is kind of the arms come kind of in front of the head mm-hmm. to protect himself, you yeah. know. Um, that didn't happen this time no. for whatever reason. And, and there's, and, and to be, to be fair, Drew McIntyre gets no blame on this one. No, it, it, this is all Madcap Moss, but for whatever reason, Madcap decides to tuck his head Yeah. instead of just letting it be and landing flat. Yeah. And when he did that, he landed directly on top of his head. Yeah. When you look back in the different camera angle on the slow-mo, you could see his head getting shoved into his... Like a turtle. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And I'll be honest, man, the only time I've ever seen that kind of uh, uh, injury or impact or whatever you want to call stone it cold. was Stone Cold when yeah. Owen slammed his head into the mat. Yeah. It looked just like that. Yeah. But good God, he got back up. He did. Now, and right away, the ref checked on him. Yeah. Obviously, he got up, took a couple of uh, hits, and then Baron pulled him out. He did. And, and Baron, oh my God. Uh, again, we were talking about Miz haters earlier. For any Baron haters, Baron is a pro. Yeah, Baron took him out and made it look like it was all part of the story. Yeah, you know, like I'm getting him away from danger. Yeah, when in reality he was getting him out of the way to yeah. make sure he was okay and and whatnot. Bought him some time, uh, and then they pan the camera over to Drew, who's walking on the other side of the ring. Uh, dealing with, I think he was dealing with Baron or something. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Madcap Moss yeah, comes. comes running, charging, like, yeah, uh, I, I guess he's okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, he finished the match. I mean, credit to Madcap Moss. Daniel was with us yeah. watching that match. He made a really good point. He said that it also could be because of uh, Madcap's traps, his his shoulder area, mm-hmm. that, that they're built. You know, there's a lot of muscle there. Yeah. And that's probably what saved his life, man. Or... You know, maybe it wouldn't have killed him, but it very well could have injured him. Yeah, like Stone Cold. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, that was that was ugly. Yeah, that, that was. was the, that if was you scary. haven't seen it, go look it up online. Yeah, there's plenty of video yeah, it's, for it. there's plenty of video. It's it was scary, but you know, thankfully up And I'm not a big Madcap Moss fan, but at the same time, I don't wish any kind of injury on no, any wrestler. Not at all. Not at you all. You know, that's that's their living. That's what they do. Exactly. Um, and we know accidents happen, but yeah. you know, we definitely don't ever want to see that happen to anybody. Exactly. Exactly. So, but the match as a whole was good. Match as a whole was good. Drew McIntyre took the win on that one. Yeah. So uh, that and it carried the storyline going into Mania also with yes. that. So yes. we'll, we'll get into that. Um, all right, next match, which was your favorite match, I think, uh, Raw Women's Championship. Yes. Lita versus Becky Lynch. Now, this is the one I had to go back and watch. Yeah. Because I was on the road at the time. Right, right. Um, so, Becky Lynch comes to the ring in her uh, goat gear, if you will. Oh, man, that was an awesome jacket. Yeah, she has the two goats on the shoulders. Yeah. The crowd went nuts for it. Look at the pretty goat. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Oh uh, my goodness. Anyway, <laughs> and he's doing these. He's doing these accents in his tutu right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, great match. Lita brought it. Lita. Okay, now if you look back at you know when she came out when she debuted, she was with Esa Rios. Yeah, you know she came out and then she started getting into the team extreme and stuff like that. Right. 
She was limited, I think, because at that time, women weren't really allowed to portray or display their skills in the right. ring. Right. It was just, you know, Very brawn much. panties match, that sort of stuff. Of course. Uh, a lot of hair pulling and stuff like that. Uh, not towards until the end of, you know, towards the end of her first run, did you see her start seeing more of her mm -hmm. ability against Trish Strass and right. other women wrestlers? Right. I saw stuff from her I've never seen her do. Yeah. Her that's skill set, I don't know if that's something that she's had all along, mm -hmm. she's never displayed, or that's something she's just been working on. Right. But it was it was great. She didn't look like a veteran. She looked like someone who's who's been on the roster yeah. for years. Yeah. Like she didn't look like she missed any time. She she was spot on with everything. Yeah. You know, and I was thoroughly impressed. And I'm a huge Lita fan, as you know. Yeah. Um she's my she's my hall pass. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, seeing this match, it was man, I was so hoping she was gonna get the win. And I thought, especially after she hit yeah. the uh her her finishers, yeah, uh, both of them, yeah. She got the uh, gosh darn it, what do you call that move? Why can't I? Think <laughs> the right lead now? assault? No, no, the other one. Twist of fate. Uh, yes, there you okay. go. Thank you. She she hit the twist of fate first. Yeah. Then she did the lead assault. Yeah. I thought it's over. Yeah. And no, it wasn't. Oh man. Uh, yeah. And, and the crowd, bro. Oh, they were they were for Lita. Yes, they were for yes. Lita. Like like uh uh Becky got legitimate booze. Yeah. When she won. Because I think yeah. we all had the same thing. We wanted to see Lita win, yeah. and uh, she got one hell of an ovation at the end. Yeah, I I was hoping for a win from her. I knew it was going to happen, but well, that makes one of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, my dream match would have been at, at WrestleMania. Um, would have been Lita obviously winning at the Chamber match and going on to face Trish Stratus. Oh, yeah, that would have been good. You know, because those women's were, you know, they started this movement yeah. in a sense. And yeah. we know Lita, or we know Trish can still wrestle too. Yes. Um, and actually, because she's, I think she's advertised for a couple of WWE events on the road right uh -huh. now to WrestleMania. Not anything that she's actually wrestling in. Right. But just being part of. Right, right. So she's obviously got a, you know, good, still good connection, you know, network with the WWE. Yeah. So that would have been really nice to see. Yeah, yeah, I think you so. Um, now, great match. Personally, I would give that match an A. Yeah, for sure. Um, like I said, didn't didn't come out the way I wanted it to. But let me ask you this: Okay, do you think, in your opinion, that that's it for Lita? Yeah. Oh, yeah. for oh, that's like out there talking what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no. Do I think it's it for Lita? No. Yeah. No. You not think at she'll all. be back? I you think, think she'll, she'll play a role at Mania. Move your. Okay, never mind. You're good. You're no. good. She may. Um, I think that she'll probably go down to a mid-card status okay. and work with some of the talent there um, because there is a lot of talent that she could work with. Um, we know Rhea Ripley's looking for an opponent. Right. Um, I mean, Naomi's a good candidate for her as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think she's done by any means. Um, I don't think she'll be... I also don't think she'll have a match of Mania. She might play a part in something, some of the storyline or something, but she's not going to actually have a match, I don't think. So you don't think she'll have a match of Mania? No. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Sorry, my, we're doing so good, and now my mic's starting to give me a little bit of problems. Mm, um, it's always your mic, too. I know, right? Like, well, I don't know what the deal is. but uh, uh, it, It's it's uh, 
you know, karma for when you took away my <laughs> sexy voice that one podcast. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it is. All right. So what was the neck match? Uh, and and kind of go a little bit so I can try to fix this. Okay. Uh, the next match was going to be the uh, Men's Elimination Chamber match. So this would be the main event of the night itself. So the Men's Elimination Chamber participants were AJ Styles, Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, uh, Riddle, Brock Lesnar, and Bobby Lashley. So um, everybody, you know, obviously makes their way to the ring. Brock Lesnar, God bless him. Yeah, he was him coming out to the ring. You know, uh, I think what it was it on Austin Theories. He like blew <laughs> fog onto the pod. No, no, that was on Bobby Lashley. That was on Bobby Lashley. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that was on Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Um, and then of course he did this little dance in front of a. a <laughs> There. I think it was there he did that. Yeah. And then when he went to Riddle, he just like didn't even acknowledge him. Yeah. Like yeah. he just went by like, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, no. At Brock Le- I've been loving this this uh version of Brock Lesnar yes. that we're getting. It's so entertaining. It is and uh he's oh, doing stuff he's never done before. Yeah. And you can tell he's enjoying it. He's having a good time. Yeah. Um God, God bless that man. He's, yeah, for he's, sure. He's making it worth watching right now. For sure. Uh him and Roman, obviously. Um now the two that started the match was going to be Seth Rollins and Austin Theory. Right. Okay. So quick back and forth. Uh, we saw a big spot early on. Right. We saw a Seth Rollins powerbomb theory into Bobby Lashley's pod. Yes. And basically break the pod on Bobby Lashley. Yes. Now, yes. as I mentioned to you, you know, I thought this was a way for them to take the title off of Bobby without making him look weak. Right. Because they did remove him from the from the match. Right. At that point. Right. Um, they said he went into concussion protocol. He went into concussion protocol. Now, uh, I saw an article that he's actually in the process of undergoing surgery mm-hmm. for his arm. Right. So that's interesting. Shoulder, wasn't it? Shoulder, yeah. yeah. Shoulder. Yeah. Um, so obviously then that kind of plays into why they would have got him out of the match. So he didn't right. have to really do too much and further injure right. what he's already going through. Right, for sure. So we saw Bobby Lashley taken out early in the match, like I said. Um, then we have uh, everybody else kind of worked their way in. Um, Bobby Lashley, I think a couple couple of uh, participants in was set to come out, right? And obviously he wasn't there, right? So they carry on the matches, nothing, you know. But then we see, <laughs> yeah, it was awesome because <laughs> uh, it was it was Bobby Lashley and Brock were the only ones left, but right. of course Bobby Lashley wasn't there. So when it didn't light up on Brock and there's no Bobby. Brock decides, no, 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 I'm going to go in the match and punches a hole on the side of the cha- uh, yes. of his chamber and just climbs through the hole that he made yes. and he gets himself into the ring. Yes, he did. Now, apparently, that was not part of the story. Oh, that's what got me too, man. That was just leisure like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. I'm going in. I'm doing it. I'm going with it. And wow. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. He made quick work of, I think the only one that lasted the longest was Austin Theory. Yeah, yeah, he made quick work of of, of all of them. Um, it was great, and now we got Lesnar and Reigns at Mania, and yeah. it is title or winner take all. Yeah. Now, for that, let's talk about the finish of that chamber match. Oh yeah, where we saw uh, Austin Theory get F five yeah. off the top of the, of the chamber pod. The chamber, yeah. Like F five, that looks so. And I, I think I may have mentioned to you that I remember when the chamber first came out, they had the graded uh, yes. outside. Yes. Good thing they didn't have the graded outside yeah. on this one because yeah. that would have been ugly. Yeah, that would have hurt. Yeah, bad. That, uh, hurt bad. that was the one of the best F fives I've ever seen. Same, 
and Same. and kudos to Theory for taking that. Yeah, you know. But like you said, now we got uh, Lesnar versus Reigns, title mm-hmm. versus title, winner takes all. Yeah, Mania is going to be so far. Uh, for what they have lined up for Mania, it looks exciting. Yeah. Now um, there's a couple of more things that were added to Mania, which we're going to get into next because yeah. uh, after this next break, we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw. Okay. Um, and uh, you know. Spoiler alert, we're going to, you know, give give a little recap of Raw, uh, talk a little bit about SmackDown, too. Uh, won't be able to talk Dynamite because we are recording this on a Tuesday, so we won't know yeah. uh, until later. But, well, we'll uh, have a recap uh, on Thursday. For sure. For Dynamite. For sure. So. And there is already one uh, for Raw on our uh, Facebook page, so make sure you go check that out. So, But for now, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back, and we'll continue and put a nice little bow on the end of this uh, podcast. So keep it right here. We'll be right back. Going on 10 years in the community, Metroflex Gym has been the place for back-to-basics, no-fluff training. At Metroflex, you'll have the resources available to you to reach your fitness goals, whatever they may be. Owner Daniel Haggerty is available and ready to help guide you in the proper direction to get the best results for your health. Want to lose weight, increase stamina, or gain mass? Daniel Haggerty is a licensed trainer with over 25 years' experience in nutrition and training and knows how to get the most out of your workouts. Come by today for a visit at 2101 Clovis Barker Road, San Marcos, Texas, or call to make an appointment for a tour at 512-878-8575. Homegrown in the community and veteran-owned, Metroflex Gym is the hardcore training place for a hardcore workout. Call today. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Rob T. from the What's On My Mind podcast. I'm here to tell you about a great podcast where we talk about whatever comes to our mind every single week. Topics range from religion, life, politics, or even music. We interview great guests and introduce you to the most interesting people. So tune in every Thursday to a new episode on your favorite podcast streaming platform and check out just what's on my mind. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, listening to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. That's right, brother. <laughs> we are back. So I'm, I'm Macho Man, huh? And you're Hogan. Yep. You, you got to... the Slim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got the 27-inch pythons, baby. <laughs> okay, that was that was funny. You got me on that one. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. So... Ah, stupid mics, man. And now I'm starting to think it's not the mic. Hmm. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay, <laughs> We're okay. We're going to talk about Raw. We're going to talk about Raw. Well, you have the notes from the recap, sir. Yeah, let me pull those up real quick. Yeah, let's do that. And I do apologize for that little humming you hear in the back. I don't even know why it's doing that. We had all that taken care of. But the equipment just wants to do what it's doing, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Uh, Raw last night. We started off. I loved it. it. It started off with the vignette, of course, about the Elimination Chamber. Right. Uh, giving all the results and everything that was going on that happened at the Elimination Chamber. And uh, and then right off the bat, boom, Brock Lesnar's music hits. And, of course, to the ring comes a jolly Brock Lesnar. Jolly. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I'm telling you, this is a side of Brock yeah. never before seen. You know, he's he's smiling he was wearing a freaking sweater <laughs> was. with a cowboy hat. Yes. Um, greeting the crowd, smiling. Well, and, and we did, and we forgot to mention at the end of the elimination chamber, 
he was going to the crowd with the belt and like yeah, taking letting pictures, him, letting him take selfies and stuff like that with yeah. him holding the belt. Dude, that's something you've never seen from Lesnar. No, like ever. Um, so yeah, uh, it was great. Um, he comes to the ring and uh, so basically he's he's talking about how. Um, uh, oh yeah, and there's one thing I do got to mention. I said I, I, I in my notes I had said I like this Brock. His character is so infectious. That's the only way I could describe it because it really kind. You have no choice but yeah. to like the guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so uh, the the highlight for me was he jumped off of the announcer's table. Did you catch that? <laughs> yes. He jumped off of the announcer's table and he clicked his heels. Yes. I was like, what? The fuck! That was hilarious. <laughs> First off, to see him kind of jump. Yes, you know, but, but to click his he, heels. This dude is huge. Yeah, and he clicked his heels, bro. Yeah, that was. That if was I crazy. try that, I'm gonna twist my ankle. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Um, so anyway, he gets in the ring, uh, and before he really even says anything, uh, who comes out? But Paul Heyman. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen. Yes, exactly. And, of course, a round of booze for Mr. Heyman. And they have a very short kind of back and forth. Mm -hmm. But the whole gist of... And I did say this when he came out, that he's got some balls to come out and and just interrupt Brock the way he... Yeah. The way he did. Uh, so, but he basically says that Brock's not going to make it to WrestleMania because he has to defend the title uh, in just a couple of weeks in March uh, against. You know, he says it's against Bobby Lashley, exactly. but I doubt it. Yeah. Um, and this is going to be uh, basically a house show at Madison Square Garden. Is that? I thought it was going to be a Raw. No, because it, it's on a Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So okay. it's going to be a house show. Okay. And it's going to be at Madison Square Garden, right? Which is supposed to be the mecca, basically. Yeah. Um, and of course, Brock tells Heyman that he's going to be at SmackDown to face off with Roman Reigns. Yeah, that was interesting. You know, he's saying like, "Why are you telling me something I already know?" Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Know? Thank like, you for telling me where I'm going to be. Yeah, I already know where I'm going to be at, and you know yeah. all this other stuff. But so. uh, Heyman's face once he told him I'm going to be at SmackDown. Oh yeah, it's like know? he saw a ghost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, so that was a nice little segment. Um, and and funny thing was Brock really didn't say too much. He did he did say his or what Heyman's known for saying. Oh yeah, the, the, the reigning, reigning defending. defending. Yes, he said that, uh, which was awesome. Um, of course, the crowd helped him out with that one. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, that, and uh, what we have next was Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins backstage. Um, they're announcing that they're going to be they're going to beat up RK Bro tonight to have to uh, they got to earn a spot in the tag championship match that's going to happen in 2 weeks. Uh, basically if they win, it becomes a triple threat with three teams. Right. And right now the teams are RK Bro and Alpha Academy. Right. Um, of course we see uh, Kevin Owens talk, you know, trash, mad again. trash against Texas, Texas again. So uh, I was kind of hoping they were going to say something about Stone Cold. Dallas, Texas. Let's point that yeah, out. Yeah, Dallas, Texas. Yeah, he, that is true. He did say Dallas. Yeah. So, which is kind of funny because Stone Cold's not from Dallas. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he did run down Texas. Um, so then after that, we had the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, the great back and forth match. There was a high spot uh, done by Dawkins, of all people. Yeah. Flying over the top rope. Now, there was one, I did put this in my nose. One thing I noticed, you don't really see a lot of the high spots and a lot of the offense and stuff like that from Dawkins, but Dawkins brought it in this match. Yeah. It was really good. What do you think about it? Uh, no, I agree. I mean, usually, you, you know, obviously, Dawkins usually does the groundwork on the mat and everything, and you see Ford, you know, flying through the air. Right. Um, but, yeah, he brought it. I mean, it was a good – there was a couple of little 
you know, not sure how the match was going to go kind of thing from, yeah. you know, the opponents. But overall, I think it was a decent match. Yeah, for sure, for you sure. Um, me personally, I definitely uh, I gave that match. I want to say I gave it a B. I'm trying to look at my notes right now. If I even gave it a grade, <laughs> I probably didn't even give it a grade. But I would say it was a good B. I'll give you a gold star. I'll give you a gold star. You, you yeah. get a gold star for yeah. that. Way to go. Um, now, uh, Montez Ford did uh, make the mistake of trying to pick up Otis there towards the end, yeah. who then fell on top of him. Gable held down uh, Ford's uh, leg while the ref wasn't looking. Of course, Otis gets the three count. Yeah. So that's how they Which, won the I match. honestly don't know what – I mean, I guess, yeah, as you kick out, you hold down the leg. But still, yeah. all he had to do was pop up a shoulder. But yeah, I know. Me. But you know how it is. <laughs> yeah. It, it's wrestling. Bro. Yeah. It's wrestling. Uh, next, we see Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Come out, and he's on – and he was, like, wearing – his gear. Yeah. So he was about to fight. Yeah. So uh, you see Tommaso Ciampa come out. He cuts a promo on his upcoming tag match with the Dirty Dogs. And, of course, we don't know who his partner is. But then all of a sudden, who shows up? The Prince. That's right. Finn Balor, whom we haven't seen in forever, it seems. Yeah. And basically tells uh, Ciampa that they've faced each other uh, from across, you know, across. they've stood across from each other in a ring. But that now they were going to stand shoulder to shoulder yep. to go up against the Dirty Dogs. And so that's, of course, the match that we have next. And I love both Finn Balor and, uh, you know, Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, dude, Ciampa's awesome, bro. And, yeah, oh. Balor, big time, big time awesome. Yeah. Um, they're really playing up. I, I did notice in the match they were really playing up the heat between Ciampa and Ziggler. Yeah. Uh, there was a high spot with Balor flying over the top rope onto the Dirty Dogs. Um, but uh, Ciampa ends up pinning Rude for the win. So, of mm -hmm. course, the win goes to Ciampa and um, Balor. So yeah. uh, next up, Miz TV. Ah, so Miz TV is up now. Now we got to mention as uh, Miz is talking and talking about because he's going to have a partner to go against the Mysterios. Yes, he happens to make the comment that his partner was dashing. Yes, he was dashing and comes from a fighting family. Correct, correct, and uh, sounded like he was trying to make people believe that it was going to be Cody Rhodes coming yes. out. Uh, would you agree? I agree. Yeah, I, so, and I texted you. Yeah. I texted yeah, did he you. say dashing? Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure he did. And I said, I was like, oh, shit, he said dashing. Yeah. And my fiance was like, so? <laughs> I was like, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't get it. You don't know what's going it's on. It's an inside thing. <laughs> you have to be in the know. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, uh, before he calls out or he introduces his partner, you see a little back and forth between him and Dominic. Dominic yeah. got in there, you know. Yeah, little, looked, little Eddie got on the mic. Yeah, and, and he looks like Eddie, bro. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> when they did that close-up on like I said, Like that meme I sent you, he's growing his mother out like Eddie. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> when yeah. does he look like Eddie? <laughs> well, I mean, that, you know, obviously, Miz keeps making that little running joke on him. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. But anyway, uh, Miz then introduces his uh, tag team partner that's going to be over at WrestleMania, and it turns out to be... Logan Paul. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I'm <laughs> no, not a no. Like I was kind of looking forward to this this match. I mean, if, for the longest time we thought it was hyping Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. And now we're getting a tag match against Miz and Logan Paul. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. I mean, don't get me wrong, Logan Paul. You know, actually shows he can work a little. Right, right. I don't think he'll ever be on the caliber of say a Bad Bunny. No, no, Bad but, Bunny really brought it. Yeah, but you um, know. so yeah, but uh. Kind of a letdown. They ended up beating up on the Mysterios at the end. Um, you know, even Logan Paul, he put he did uh, the Miz's finishing move on Dominic. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, kind of sucked. 
Right after that, there was a backstage segment with Alpha Academy. Uh, they complained about the main Shush. event. <laughs> Shush. They complained about the main event just because they don't want uh, for Rollins and, and Owens to win because then they're added to the match. Now, let me ask you. Okay, so when Otis, you know, was rolling with, um, God, what was his tag team partner's name? Um, so yeah, the way he was talking, you know, yeah. and then when he started getting with uh, Chad Gable, yeah, he, he, changed. he changed his yeah. voice, changed his yeah. normal voice. He's going back to it, though. I noticed that. You I noticed that, too? That he was saying little things here and there. Yeah, I noticed it, too. I was like, he doesn't like what do you say? He doesn't like math. He goes, equations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like a rain man yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I did notice that. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, so, uh, but they, they basically said in their little promo that it doesn't matter who's in the match, they're going to end up being the winners. So, yeah. um, next match was Rhea Ripley versus Nikki ASH again. again. So, all I got to say about that, did uh, you ever, did you ever watch the, he had a, he had a YouTube it's show. Freaking Groundhog Day on that shit. I know, right? He had a YouTube show. He was a, he, he went by the name Puppet. Did you ever watch him? I, yeah. Yeah. So, for matches like this, he would always go, Squash, because that's what it was. It was a squash. Like I thought last week, not even last week, the week before was mm-hmm. the blow off to their feud. Yeah, obviously not. Apparently, Vince gets his jolly scene. Ripley and Nikki beat the shit out of each other. It's those again. tights. That's what it is. It's those tights. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it is. Now I wouldn't mind if Ripley came out with what she wore at Elimination Chamber. Yeah, yeah. Let us you see know? that again. But yeah, um, I got you. I was just, yeah, I'm tired of seeing it. Yeah. Uh, after that, we have the Undertaker Hall of Fame vignette is shown again and well big, deserved. Well deserved. Big, big congrats to the Undertaker. Yes. On that, uh, in my opinion, I think he should be the only one inducted this year. Uh, I um, agree. I mean, he's in a class on his own. Bottom line. It should be the year of the dead man. Yeah. That's it. I agree. I agree. Anybody else that gets added to that are going to be overshadowed by The Undertaker. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, think about it. If you were buying tickets to that Hall of Fame, you wouldn't care who else is on there. You want to see The Undertaker. You know? So it's... it's, And honestly, it's not fair to anybody else. I mean, anybody from that era has pretty much already been in with the exception of The Rock and Jericho. Right. I mean, I I guess Triple H has a singles. Right. But pretty much everybody has a ring. Correct. So... Correct. So, yeah, that's just my opinion. Um, and uh, apparently there's some other big names that share that opinion. Um, yep. So there's been a lot of uh, people out there saying that this should be the year that it's just Undertaker. Well, you're going to kind of have to because when he comes out, it's going to be an hour of his entrance yeah. <laughs> to get to the stage to be inducted. Yeah. So <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. And you got to soak it all in. All right. So. Uh, of course, after that, we had a match between Damian Priest versus Shelton Benjamin. Uh, definitely a decent back-and-forth match. Uh, Priest wins that one. And at the end, he... Did you want to say something? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, and at the end, Priest cuts a promo and basically calls out the entire locker room. He states that he's going to put his belt put his belt up in an open challenge match next week. Uh, we didn't have to wait long to see who he's going to face, though, because right after he said that, uh, some music hits and the prince Finn Balor comes out and he accepts his challenge for next week. So on next week's Raw, we're gonna have Finn Balor versus Damian Priest right. for the U.S. title. Now, when I when Priest uh, did his promo and he talked about he was looking for a challenger of a championship caliber, again I was thinking Cody Rhodes. Yeah, I did too. Briefly, you know, briefly uh, enough. Uh, I was thinking Cody Rhodes enough to where. Then the music hit and it was Balor. I was like, oh, okay, it's not Cody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think there was a lot of people last night waiting for Cody to show up. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um. So of course, after that happens, uh, we have a flashback from last week to where, 
<sighs> Reggie won the 24-7 championship. Uh, it was a stupid thing. Anyway, uh, Reggie's in the ring. He's called out Dana Brooke to the ring, apologizes to her, and then lays down for, on the mat for her to pin him. He kicks out twice. Yeah. On the third time, Dana pins Reggie and kisses him to keep him down. She is now the new 24-7 champion. You know what I took away from that? What would you take out? Dana Brooks extensions. <laughs> if you look at that, she's like smooching, making out, drooling right, on, and right. just you see all. Even my fiance called out. She goes, "Oh, poor girl, get that get up, girl up." Like her <laughs> extensions were showing bad. That's funny. Oh. Um, all right, so then after that, we had uh, Bianca Belair came out to the ring. Uh, after the commercial break, Bianca cuts a promo, basically saying how she's going to defeat Becky Lynch at Mania, and then Becky comes out to respond and basically plays this whole victim card saying that she's the victim basically it's not bianca and they kind of have a little bit of back and forth and then bianca finally says well if you want to be the victim i can make you the victim right now uh and at that point dewdrop's music hits and uh, dewdrop comes and i think right after that go to commercial come back becky is at the announcer's table she's on commentary and now we have one hell of a match between bianca belair and dewdrop Chris, what stood out to you as if I didn't know? As far as the match? The match, yes. The finish? Okay. But it was more than just the finish, if you remember. I, I think there was three times total that Bianca Belair really showcased her strength. Yes. I'm talking lifting up Dewdrop. Yeah. Uh, but, but the most impressive one was doing the KOD at the end. Yeah. She got her on her shoulders and... You know, now Dewdrop did help for a little. If you look at course, her feet, you know, that's, obviously that's good. That's good wrestling, right? Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, Bianca is a beast. She is, and in a positive way. I'm not, you know, she's she's gorgeous. Right, right, right. For Sorry, sure. Sorry, Mr. Montez. <laughs> for sure, uh, she is gorgeous. But man, her strength is man. it's yeah, and 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 I loved uh, the reactions that were coming from uh, Becky Lynch. Yeah, when she did it, she like, took off her jacket. Like, it's because it's hot in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was it was hilarious. Um, and, and uh, was it a uh, uh, Corey Graves was trying to fan her down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the facial expressions and everything it just completely yes. sold uh, what's going to be coming up between yeah. them two. So and uh, first women to main event twice mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. That's true. That's so. very true. So that's going to be a good match. Of course, Bianca Belair did beat Dewdrop yep. with the KOD. Uh, great match. I thought it was a really really good match. Um, so after that, we come back from commercial break, and Edge is back. Edge pulls up a chair. On this day, <laughs> I see clearly. Uh, Edge pulls up a chair in the middle of the ring. The lights go down. The spotlight is on Edge, and he begins to cut an awesome promo like he does. Yep. Um, and basically says that if you want to live forever, it's time to step up, boys. He basically makes an open challenge to anyone that will take him on at WrestleMania. Now, yeah. during his promo, though, he did happen to say the word phenomenal. He did. He also said undeniable, undeniable which is a reference to, to Cody, Cody Rhodes. Rhodes. Exactly. So it's going to be one of them, I think. Yeah, and if you look at the tweet that WWE sent out uh, earlier today, uh-huh. it said, um, you know, they had the promo picture of him in the ring. It says, no smoke and mirrors here. Oh wow, Just that's like a reference Co- to Cody. Like too. Cody did too. Yeah, you know. So, so um, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Um, either one of them will be a great opponent for sure for him. Um, 
but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I do have some notes here on. Uh, go ahead. Uh, no, we go after the after you talk about the last match. Okay, cool. So the last match, of course, we have Kevin Owens and Seth freaking Rollins versus RK Bro. Bro. Yes. Um, great match. I mean, what more can you say about these guys? All these guys are are great talents, great vets, especially when you're talking about uh, you know uh, Randy Orton, um, mm-hmm. Seth Rollins. I mean. You're not going to get a bad match from these guys no. at all. No. Uh, no. Great match. Now, um, a, a good back and forth, uh, but Seth and uh, Owens do come out on top. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth did give, what was it, the uh, stunner to uh, Riddle, but this was only after he got a curb stomp. No, no, no. Scratch that. Uh, the curb stomp was to Randy Orton outside. Yeah. And then in the ring, he Owens gets a stunner. Gets, gets a stunner on and the then ring. another and then a curb stop right. and that's how they win the match. Right. So, in my opinion, overall Raw was uh, a good solid B. Now, show. did you notice and again, we've already talked a couple of uh Cody references. Correct. Did you notice Randy Orton has the legacy look back, shaved off his mustache and everything? I did not notice that. I didn't and pay attention. If to you that. look back at his legacy look, it looks exactly the same as he did last wow. night. Wow. That's a good little Little tidbit to grab onto yeah. there. Well, did you notice this? And and only I'm not I'm not going to take credit for this. The only reason I know this is because I heard it on Busted Open this morning. Okay, but um, we were talking earlier about the Damian Priest thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, Edge did say, "If you want to live forever, then you'll face me." What does Damian Priest have on his gear? What does it say? Live forever, yeah. and that's been kind of his saying, yeah, for the longest time. So. Is it Damian Priest? Is it Cody? Or is it AJ? You know what I mean? So there was a lot of little tidbits in there, a lot of little it's Easter eggs. Freaking four way. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, WrestleMania. Anything that protects Edge more in the match, too. That's true. That is you true. Know? That is, I mean, Edge can go, but you, he's not He's not a spring chicken anymore. No. You know, so yeah. So no, I, I, I agree with you on that one. So like I said, overall, Raw was decent. Um, I, like I said, I gave the show a solid B. Uh, SmackDown, if I'm being honest, um, was okay yeah uh i think it was because it was recorded last yeah, week yeah it was uh i mean the only thing really big news that come out of that was Sami Zayn taking the intercontinental title that was really Shinsuke. it yeah and of course the the signing of uh the match between ronda rousey and and uh or the tag match that yeah, happened at elimination yeah. chamber that's yeah. when they added that stipulation other than that it was kind of a sleeper yeah sorry to say but I mean, there but wasn't really much was. in the promo between no. reigns and goldberg going no into not at chamber. all so um Going into Styles on Raw, though, there was a notation today. They posted that he signed a multi-year deal. Really? With WWE. Huh. And he said himself that, you know, he's, you know, loves where he's at. He loves what he's doing. No he had a great time being in NXT, so he can see himself going down there as working with the with the right. younger talent right. when it, he's ready to hang up his boots. Yeah. Huh. You know, so. Well, that's awesome. That's great. You know, it well, looks like he him. wants to retire there. Amen. Um, I say go where you're happy. Yeah, you for know? sure. For I sure. I mean, as fans, of course, we love to see some of these some of these superstars go to other yeah. places like AEW. But at the end of the day, that's where you're happy. Then let it in there. So, yeah. but anyway, well, right now, as far as Mania, we know Mania still at least a month, a little bit over a month away. Yeah. Um, current expected Mania lineup card mm-hmm. right now. Uh, we know we got Reigns versus Lesnar, winner takes all. Charlotte versus Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Title. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's title. Still rumored. Stone Cold Steve Austin right. versus Kevin right. Owens. So we'll see what comes out of this tag match that they got thrown into in two weeks at Madison right. Square Garden. Right. 
most likely they're not going to win. Most likely. Um, so we'll see that come to play. Uh, they have a list as Edge versus AJ Styles. Hmm. Okay. Um, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville is on the card. Oh, really? Supposedly on the card for the wow. Intercontinental title. Okay. Uh, which just throws that Intercontinental title. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, Might as well pull Medusa on the show and throw it in the trash. Yeah. Agreed. That's just sad. Agreed. Uh, Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. We know that. Supposedly Randy Orton and Riddle, which if that's the case, maybe we'll see Dissension come out of that match in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And then, of course, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin is what's listed. Okay. Now, that's a lot for just two nights, but I'm sure there's going to be some added matches Of in course. There, of course. You know? Um, um, and they got to put it in high gear, man. We got a little over a month yeah. to go, so some of these storylines have got to start taking shape for sure. So, uh, But, yeah, so great show today. I think it was it was technically it was a recap show because we yeah. recapped AWP, we recapped Elimination Chamber, yeah. and then of course Raw. Um, but of course, there's still a lot of wrestling this week. Uh, you'll be hearing this as, as you're listening to this. It is Thursday, so Dynamite just happened. We'll we'll have to touch on Dynamite next week, uh, and of course, you got SmackDown coming out tomorrow. So make sure you watch that as well. But uh, yeah, great wrestling and uh, more great wrestling to come. So uh, I'm excited. So WrestleMania, am I. Road to WrestleMania is coming up. Yeah. I mean, speaking of WrestleMania, oh. want to mention this to all of our listeners out there. We are planning on having a WrestleMania pre-show, and we are planning on doing a live stream of this pre-show. Don't know where just yet. Hopefully, it'll be YouTube, but we're not exactly sure just yet. Uh, but we will be doing a live pre-show, and we are also going to record it and release it as a podcast as well. Yes. Um, if all goes well, we plan to do it both nights, and we plan on having an indie star join us in the uh, basically in the panel that we're, we're going to be talking about, like our predictions and things like that. Don't know who the indie stars are going to be just yet. We're going to have one on each night. Um, but uh, we will have somebody. So it'll be a good show. I think it'll be a good little show we're going to have. Yeah. I'm sure we'll probably have some people here that are going to watch it with us, so you'll hear a little commotion going on in the back as well. Right. Uh, it's going to be a WrestleMania party, man. I think it's going to be great. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, a lot more uh, independent wrestling action to mention to you guys as, as the weeks come. Um, you were going to say something real quick? No. Okay. Uh, one thing I do want to mention is, like I was saying earlier, we, we were going to have a guest on today. Right. Uh, they weren't able to make it. Now, we had uh, Nate Nasty Nasty Nate on last week, and he did mention a show that's going to be happening this coming Saturday. Um, what is the date this, this week? The... 26 maybe 26 or so, so 27 yeah, 26 okay so uh the 26th the event is called cold blooded is the name of the event uh you're not going to be able to hear this part in time so uh, there's no even bother mentioning it well i'll just mention it in passing it's a uh, meet and greet that's supposed to happen on wednesday night so yeah you probably missed it <laughs> that's but, tomorrow yeah, that is tomorrow because oh. I'm releasing it oh, this right. on Thursday. So, yeah, they won't be able to, to see that. But that's okay. The show itself is going to be this Saturday. I'm pulling up the information right now so that I can read it to you guys. Uh, if I can find it here because I'm not seeing it. Um, I know he was mentioning it. That's not. It'll be at the pit. They, they call it the pit. Um, let me check uh, Nate Nasty's. Uh, 
page. I should have. I'm sorry, guys. I should have been more more prepared. I just got so excited with what we were talking about. I completely forgot to uh, look it up. <laughs> so that's my bad. Here we go. No, no, that's the meet and greet. Um, but from my understanding, there's going to be some legends at this uh, at this event as well. Um, as uh, and you got to remember, this is a promotion that is run by WWE legend uh, Jazz and her husband. What was her husband's name? Rodney, Rodney Mac. Mack. There you go, Rodney Mack. Um, so all in all, this is going to be a great, great event. I got it's, the venue. Okay. What's the venue? Uh, looks like uh, Cold-Blooded, Saturday, February 26, 2022, at the historic Woodlawn Gym. There you go. At 1103 Cincinnati Avenue in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, looks like there's going to be a meet and greet at 5 to 6 p.m. And bell time will be 7 p.m. So if you guys can make it to that show, make sure you uh, head out there. I believe there is a VIP package when you go to buy the ticket. Um, I believe it's $30. And I think that includes like uh, front row seating, plus you get to I think you get to meet and greet and take pictures with some of the talent that's there. Uh, all in all, I think it's a great uh, deal. Um, look to Eventbrite for the tickets. Just yeah. uh, put in uh, I think a Dog Pound Championship Wrestling. It should come up. Uh, but that is this Saturday, so make sure you go and check out that event. It's going to be a great, great event. All right, uh, but. Uh, anyway, we don't have anything else, uh, so we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Man, this show was a blast. It was great to talk about uh, AWP. Yeah, like and, I said, we had a great time this yeah, weekend. Yeah, it was awesome. Big shout-out to AWP, by the way. Thank you Big so much. Big shout-out to all the all the performers out there. Yes, yes. You know, they, you know, we may not like you from a crowd perspective, but, man, can you all do some work in that Yes, ring. definitely, definitely. And we... A pro wrestling show should make you feel things, and that's yeah. exactly what we did. We felt, you know, uh, anger. We felt happiness. You know, it, it, all all the emotions you can think of, and that's a good wrestling show. So big kudos to all the performers yes. that participated in this event. For everyone that put it on, everyone at AWP uh, that put this show together, you guys killed it. It was awesome, and I can't wait for the next one. So, uh, but until next week, uh, we can't wait uh, to come back and talk more pro wrestling with you guys. Um, Keep in mind, just hit us up if you have any show ideas or anything like that. We will have more guests on the show as well. Uh, and anything that comes up, we will let you know. Uh, one more little thing I want to say before we get off of the podcast is that in about, I want to say, two to three weeks, we will be having on our show as a special guest from Atlas Wrestling, Wrestling Promotion, uh, Elijah Galindo, uh, also known as King Cobra Exotic. Uh, he's not only a performer, but he is also a part owner of AWP. He will be on the podcast, and we're dedicating the whole podcast to him. He's going to give his story, uh, talk about his upbringing, uh, everything about uh, Exotic. Uh, you won't want to miss that show. Uh, we'll give you more details as they come. So uh, until next week, we want to thank you so much, for again, for listening. Uh, make sure you give us a high rating wherever you can. Hopefully soon we'll be on more platforms. Uh, but Share yeah. with your friends, people. Share with your friends. Yes, because that's how we get on more platforms. So we need your help with that, okay? So make yeah. sure you share. So, uh, again, thank you guys so much. Until next week, bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Mega Powers Pro Wrestling Podcast. If you'd like to contact the show with your input or questions, email us at megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. That's megapowerswrestling at gmail.com. Also find us on all social media by searching Megapowers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Until next week, we wish you good vibes and Godspeed.